Welcome to Brazos Matters. I'm Jay Sokol. I get to visit today with Kevin Ross, the director of College Station ISD's Career and Technical Education Program. So, Kevin, thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You bet. So, ahead of our talk, I, I thought I would take a couple of minutes and skim the online information about CTE, and that was a huge mistake because it is a massive program. <laughs> I had no idea. So, before you really explain all that CTE is and all that it's designed to do, I am challenging you right here right now from memory to list all the program areas because I counted 15 uh, on the website that are offered through College Station ISD's career and technical education program. I have the list in front of me and I'm going to check them off as you go. I'll take that Pepsi challenge. All right, go. All right. We have welding, automotive, construction, law, teach and train, graphic design, audiovisual, cybersecurity, He's looking to the sky. I'm looking to the sky. I'm going down the hallways. Health science. <laughs> okay. We have video game design. We have... Oh, you're putting me on the spot. I know. That's how massive this thing is. <laughs> oh, culinary, hospitality. Right. Uh, we have a brand new program. Actually, my website may need to be updated. Thank you for saying that because we should have around 17 That's programs. a problem with your communications guy, but go ahead. Yes, yeah, we'll work that out uh, <laughs> uh, soon, hopefully. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have a brand new program called Facilities Engineering Technology. Okay. That's a big one. Right. Uh, but that falls in the construction trades. Uh, we, of course, we have our ag programs. Underneath ag, we have plant science. We have animal science. We have ag mechanics. Uh, we have wildlife, and we have food science. See, that's the thing. It's There are broad areas, and then there are all kinds of things under those. And so I'm going to give you credit for getting getting all that stuff right. I've got some, some different things here that I think you probably covered within what you just described. But why are programs like this even important? That's a great question. Um, I think what our programs provide are what kids are really interested in. And most kids, uh, they just want hands-on learning. Uh, whether it's a hands-on learning, learning a trade, or hands-on while I'm sitting in a classroom, hands-on while I'm learning something to then go on to college. I think that's what CTE really brings to the table. There's a lot of different programs. Uh, they get caught up in the theory. Hmm. Uh, we get caught up in the practicality. Uh, we like to say we, we teach the skills that pay the bills. Um, and so when you, when you look at uh, most kids now want to tinker, Hmm. Whether it's tinkering on a computer, tinkering in a shop, tinkering uh, in the agricultural world, uh, they just like to stay busy. And our classes do a really good job of keeping kids busy, engaged with all these hands-on. So what kind of kids come into this program? How do they even find you and find these options? It's a good question. So if we go back a little bit, uh, back in the 80s, we were vocational, right? Right. right. Uh, in the 90s, uh, we were still vocational uh, it was, hey, those kids are either going to college or they're not. And you had to kind of choose a track. Well, uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, paradigm shifts has happened in the last 20, 30 years. So the charge with CTE now is, there's, instead of or, it's and. So we need to have kids college and career ready. Mm. So what that did was overnight it flipped what kind of kids are taking our classes and seeking them out. So I'll give you a good example. Uh, uh, years ago, I had the uh, valedictorian and salutatorian sitting in my CTE classes. 
Well, 30 years ago, that was unheard of, right? Right, Because they were on a different track. So now kids get to take what they're interested in. And uh, it's as simple as signing up for classes, uh, sitting down with counselors to do math, science, and English. Now they just start talking about what they're interested in, and then we guide them into uh, these different programs of study. Okay, so they have probably a, a better chance of plugging in to the right thing before they ever step into that classroom rather than, well, I'm going to I'm going to try trade and industrial education, but mm -hmm. it turns out that hospitality is where they actually belong. Absolutely. So uh, we start them at the seventh and eighth grade now, kind of get them to explore, if you will. Uh, and then in ninth grade is really when the exploring happens. So a kid may take principles, uh, any of our principles classes or the introductory, right? So it may be introductory to health science, introductory to ag, introductory to culinary arts. And then that's when a kid figures out, you know what, I like this or I need to maybe do something different. Yeah. Then we have that opportunity to get them in a better class suited for them as a sophomore. And then they take it as sophomore, junior, senior. So describe to me how many instructors do you have? How many students? What is mm -hmm. the budget for this entire operation? It sounds, again, it sounds huge. It is. Um, uh, we're probably the largest program in the district. Uh, when you look at, we've got probably five to 6,000 kids taking a CT course as we speak. Wow. That's seven through 12. Now, that does not mean that they're a kid that is in a uh, program of study for th two to three years. It could be like the old elective, kind of the one and done. A kid takes a course mm -hmm. and that they just did it one time. So our numbers are a little skewed and I'll be the first to admit it. So when you say five to 6,000 kids, that doesn't mean uh, like in athletics and fine arts, those kids are going to stay with them for three to four years, right? right? They're going to get really good at one sport or band or orchestra. In CTE, kids pop around a lot. Um, so that's why we, we consider them their takers, but that doesn't mean they're true CTE chasing completer status. Uh, from that, we're very lucky. The state funds us separately than most other departments. Uh, special education and career and tech education, we have different funding allotments we can go after. And the state has done a really good thing for CTE because what that does is to teach a kid English or math costs about this amount of money. Right. But there's no really consumables, uh, welding rods, um, welding machines, ventilation, hoods, uh, PPE equipment. So the state knows to run a welding class is more expensive than running an uh, uh, English or math class. Okay. So they give us a, a separate allotted funding to make up the difference so we can provide these materials for our kids. Uh, and it's worked out really, really well. That's fascinating because I didn't realize that the state kicked in some percentage to, mm -hmm. to make all this stuff happen. Where, where are these um, different courses taught physically? And I know you have some community partnerships, so, so mm -hmm. that may influence the location of some of the course delivery. I don't know. Yeah, so um, CTE is uh, it, it's a little different than uh, traditional school, if you will. Uh, you're able to think outside the box, and I'll give you a couple of examples uh, of that. For the most part, each high school, and we do have three, uh, you know, uh, we have Consol, we have College Station, and we have College View. Mm -hmm. All three of those high schools have CTE labs in them. Uh, they have CT traditional classrooms as well. From there, uh, some of them are, are kind of positioned in areas where they can get outside if they need to, uh, working on projects, building things, 
Uh, they're kind of strategically located in each each high school. Uh, we also have a partnership with uh, Brian Seatech. Uh, we send kids. We have 63 kids out there for automotive, for welding, for engineering, in addition to everything else we're doing on our campuses. Uh, we also have great industry partners. The Greater Brazos Valley uh, Home Builders Association has been very instrumental in Brazos Valley for uh, our school district because what happens is at the end of the day, consumables are, have done nothing but go up, yeah, right? Right. Uh, price of lumber, uh, price of nails, price of everything. Well, that impacts our classes. Uh, we're very fortunate that we've had a lot of construction companies in this town uh, if I simply call them and say, look, I need to teach a kid roofing, uh, but we can't afford shingles right now. Uh, shingles will show up the next day because they're that committed to us teaching these kids because they know that is their labor force one day. Wow. That's that's a pretty terrific kind of partnership. Who else do you have partnerships with if we need to give credit to, to some folks? Right yeah. Now? So um, we, we've got a lot of home builders. Um, I, I, Blackstone Homes has mm-hmm. probably been one of our strongest. Um, they, they've done a tremendous job. Uh, with that, uh, we've had uh, Aggieland Roofing, uh, Schulte Roofing. Uh, we've got people that are literally willing to send their paid employees onto our campuses to help teach and train kids mm-hmm. by their professionals. Uh, we've got plumbing companies. We have, um, gosh, just keep it going. Lowe's has helped out. McCoy's has helped out. Uh, in fact, McCoy's is talking to us as we speak, trying to figure out, okay, we want to donate this. How does it work in the school system? Do you want the product? Do you want uh, the monetary? Then you buy the product. Those conversations don't happen within normal schools. Um, and Chuck, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, CTE, again, we're, we're kind of almost like community liaisons in a way, hmm. uh, which is different from a lot of the math, science, Englishes, if you will. But that's the only way you can sustain a really strong CT program is you've got to have industry partners that are willing to put their time and money into the classroom because at the end of the day, the product is what they're after, Yeah. right? And if we're teaching skills that aren't relevant to what they're hiring for, uh, what what's the point? Doesn't do them any good. Yes, sir. Okay. Kevin, talk about... Um Talk about the partnership that we have with Relis and also with the uh, uh, A&M Hotel and Conference Center. And by oh. the, before you do, I need yes, to introduce the mystery voice, uh, Chuck Lundwinkle, the school district's longtime director of communications. Okay, go. Uh, that was a uh, great question, Chuck. So uh, we in, endeavored into a partnership this year. Uh, we have kids that are uh, traveling to Relis every, every week. Uh, they are taking uh, courses at Blend for our, we call it facilities engineering technology. So for anybody hearing this, if you're in any kind of building trades or if you work in buildings, uh, basically we're chasing a facilities maintenance associate's degree. Hmm. We're very excited. We have 22 kids at College View right now that every Tuesday, Thursday, we bus out to a Relis campus and they work side by side, 18 to 50 year olds in those programs. Uh, basic safety, basic construction, framing, electrical, plumbing, blueprint reading, all of that. And it's all free of charge for the kids right now. We've uh, able to sustain some grant funding. So these kids are uh, getting an opportunity to get a associate's degree in a trade that also has what we call a stackable credential. What's really exciting about this is um, they're going to get a taste of 
plumbing, a taste of HVAC, a taste of electrical. They won't be the expert when they graduate, but what they've got is all this dual credit. So when they graduate, they're already in the blend system. They already live here. They now can uh, join blend just like any other college kid and stack towards chasing an electrical, chasing a plumbing uh, license if that's what they want to do. One of the things I found so interesting about the information on your website is that you seem to provide a blueprint for kids, uh, no matter which direction they're going and which area, which program, uh, they know what they need to get um, in terms this stackable uh, configuration you're talking about. Here's what you need to do next. If you want to keep pursuing this profession, this is what's next. This is what's next. By the way, here's sort of a, a median salary in this profession. That sort of thing. It seems like you lay that out pretty clearly. Yes, sir. Um, the state, again, I, I compliment them uh, definitely in the CTE world for, for some things. Um, they basically came in a few years ago and said, everybody needs to make sure they give a kid a four-year plan. And what that means is when you're an eighth grader and you're deciding what's the next four years of your high school life look like, it needs to be something, if you're going to be in CTE, where it stacks upon itself. Hmm. Okay, So when you and I were in high school, uh, and probably Chuck as well, you could take home ec for a year, you could take woodshop for a year, exactly. then you take ag for a year. Well, the problem with that is it allows you to explore, but when you enter college, you've, you haven't really gotten anything content specific. Mm -hmm. So the state said, let's get content specific. So uh, that's why all of this has happened. And you'll see a lot of districts around with these four-year plans. We like to say we're trying to get six to eight-year plans. And that's why that partnership at Relis and is in, with Berlin is so important because I got the kid for four years. Now, when he graduates, we've already planned his freshman and sophomore year at college. Yeah. So he's not walking over there scratching his head with a guidance counselor trying to figure out his future. Which most kids are. Which most are, right? Yeah. So we're preparing these kids so when they walk on there, they're telling the guidance counselor, hey, I've already done this, this, and this. Put me in this program so I can expand on it. Right. Jay, let me add a little something to that. Sure. If I can. Um, one of the reasons, obvi the obvious reason that's important is that it's good for the student, right? Um the state holds school districts accountable for what is, is known as CCMR, college career or military readiness. Mm -hmm. And and so this is an accountability thing as well. So uh, the more students that uh, we can either make uh, ready for a career, ready for college or ready for military, it affects how the state um, the state ranks us in its accountability system. So it's important from that aspect as well. Got it. Okay, thank you. So, Kevin, am I correct? You you helped develop the Bryan ISD Career and Technology Education Center and the, and the partnerships that went with it. And then you also spent some time with the Pasadena ISD, I think. Yes, sir. Um, does College Station's version of CTE look different from others? And if it does, why? That's a good question. Um, I was very fortunate to, you know, work in a district with 60,000 kids in Pasadena. Uh, that, wow. that, is, that is just a corp, corporate giant, sure. if you will. Uh, College Station and Bryan are very similar in the CTE aspects uh, because we have such a strong community. Um, there wasn't that kind of feel when I was at Pasadena. It was very strong in industry, but the community was just a little, uh, little different. Here, 
the feel between the two districts in CTE is very strong. Um, and I think it's because our industry partners. Uh, so I think we're in a great spot. I think both districts um, in CTE especially are in a great spot. And that's why we can collaborate so much. Mm. Because at the end of the day, uh, we, uh, it's kind of like uh, we can argue who wins in football and basketball. CTE is kind of the same. Uh, I've enjoyed uh, jabbing my, my friends across the street a little bit too, and uh, they jab me back. But at the end of the day, the CTE is about getting kids relevant education and relevant skills. And that's not a district issue. That is a Brazos Valley issue, and that's a statewide issue. So I think we're both doing it to tackle it. Uh, I think College Station, we have set ourselves up very, very strongly for the future with these partnerships that we've just started. Um, the RELIS is an opportunity that kids have never had in this district. Yeah. Um, everybody does CTE across the state. To compare them, though, I think we're one of the strongest, if not the strongest, as far as having not just this, the, the trade skills, but we also have the college skills that we're preparing in CTE. And I think that's what separates us from everybody else in the state. And what I mean by that is, um, I'll give you a good example. We have, we have a, uh, one of our uh, ag kids, I hadn't even talked about ag and FFA. Mm -hmm. um, he's sitting at Harvard as we speak. Now, if I told your friends, hey, we have an old vocational slash CTE kid sitting at Harvard, you probably wouldn't believe me. That's how powerful CTE is right now because we've blended college and skills. And that is what I want parents and everybody to understand is CTE is a leg up. CTE will get your kids into college and into career. And 20, 30 years ago, we couldn't say that as a department. So you, using... I, I was going to just say, Kevin, do you... I mean, a lot of the programming is community-driven, though, as well. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like, you guys have advisory boards and that mm -hmm. sort of thing who y'all meet with that say, hey, we could really, you know, use some education in this aspect, and then you guys look into that. Is right or wrong? No, that's right. And actually, let me back up. As you asked a question, I don't know if I answered, uh, in regard to the hotel partnership. Um so I go to all the meetings. I say I pound the pavement. If you ever, if you ever try to find me, I'm not in my office. Uh, I am literally meeting with industry folks. Right. Uh, I had a great meeting actually uh, last week, people looking to hire our kids and partner. So um, after meeting with the Brazos Valley Hospitality Association, they are hurting for employees. They are bringing people in by droves from Houston and Dallas, putting them up in hotels just so they can have labor. Wow. So after hearing that, we came back as a district and said, what can we do to help this situation? Mm -hmm. So we uh, partnered with the Texas A&M Hotel. And we have 20-something kids that literally go twice a week to the A&M Hotel. We don't teach hospitality inside four walls. We teach hospitality on their property. These kids are getting hands-on learning from the hotel, from the industry folks. The best part about it is 11 of those kids have already been hired by the hotel, and that's who works game day weekends. That's right. who works uh, night times, uh, and they're being mentored. So these kids aren't just getting jobs. They're getting mentored about if you want to be a manager one day, a shift supervisor, 
let me guide and show you this leadership within hospitality. So that's how that partnership came is because just a, uh, I like to say, I'll have a cup of coffee with anybody in, in this town. If you'll tell me what you need, if you'll give me some data, maybe as a district, we could come up with some sort of partnership that helps both people. Yeah. And so I, I applaud uh, Mr. Stafford over there, general manager. I don't know if you've uh, met him. Yes. Uh, phenomenal guy, phenomenal vision leader. Uh, but because he had the vision as well as us, it was just an absolute wonderful partnership right now. So do you have any sense of at all, uh, probably not numbers, and I'm not even sure from a percentage standpoint, but of, of the kids who go through these courses and, and find a passion that leads to a career versus just learning how to do something that might be handy in life and save them a few bucks along the way? It, that's probably the number one question we get. Unfortunately, we have no tracking. Yeah. No, there's no data or tracking mechanism outside of unless a kid enrolls in, in like a blend or TSTC, uh, Lone Star College, A&M, we can get that through their admissions department, but that data sometimes is pretty skewed mm. because even though we trained a kid in health science, uh, even though a kid uh, was able to receive an EKG certification from us, are they using that currently? We don't know unless they enroll in a program. Uh, it's, it's very hard uh, to get that data. Uh, the data we do like is our employers, uh, whether it's uh, local hospitals, whether it's local construction companies, our employers are reporting back to us that the kids that they are hiring, whether it's a part-time job or full-time, that have had any of our CTE programming are working out better than people that they are hiring off the street. Wow. I just had this conversation with, uh, I don't want to say the company name in case this partnership doesn't work, hmm. but I visited with them and uh, they're after our hospitality kids. And their kitchen manager came out and she said, I just hired a kid from your College Station uh, culinary program. I said, oh, great. She goes, that 17-year-old kid is miles ahead of the 35-year-old I just hired. Wow. So that's the kind of data and input we get back from our employers. Right. Uh, that kind of tells us, are we doing what's right? So your program feels, I mean, and I'm somebody who's just becoming familiar with it, it feels very built out. But what's missing and what's next for it? CTE Center. Talk about it. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we're very, very thankful. We had a bond pass. Uh, was it last year or two years ago? Now, November 22. 22. Okay. And what that allowed us to do was... 21. My apologies. November 21. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, we've, never had, we've never had an ag science center. We've never had a place for kids to house animals. Uh, it's no secret in this town. Land is very expensive. Mm -hmm. uh, most kids live in HOAs or apartments, and they don't have an opportunity to raise animals. So raising animal is, is one of the strongest core values a kid can learn, work ethic, responsibility, things of that nature, right? Yeah. So the district, uh, we went out for bond, and uh, luckily the taxpayers voted for it, and we, we appreciate that. So we're working on building that as we speak. Uh, that's one of the puzzle piece. The second is we have, um, we have programs that are growing that are going to need space. And what CTE needs is... Uh, lots of flexible space. So as Chuck was alluding to there, uh, we do need our own uh, uh, CTE center. 
we need multiple buildings, things of that nature to house these programs. I'll give you, uh, can, I, can I dangle a carrot to you? Sure, go for it. So uh, looking forward to making this announcement. And I won't say the company's name yet. I've learned until you get it in ink, I uh, don't put it out there. That's right. But I'll tell you, we're starting our first drone program. Really? And this will happen in the fall. And we've got a very large company that is chomping at the bit to be our industry partner in this town that is a leading uh, global person in drones. So drones are great, but you need somewhere to fly them, right? You yeah, need, you need you space. You, you, um, approved airspace. That's approved right. airspace, absolutely. Uh, we've got all sorts of uh, A&M folks and different folks in the research place that want to partner with us and do research labs, STEM labs, robotics labs. Well, that's going to require buildings and space. So at some point, um, you know, we're very blessed. We've got the 90 acres uh, that uh, the district has earmarked over there for us. Mm -hmm. Phase one is uh, hopefully going to break ground um, very soon. And we'll be looking forward to phase two. In phase two, everything we've kind of talked about today, when you take the data from the community, what do we need? The industry employers, the advisory committees, our teachers, our students, what does that space need to look like within CTE? That's what's going to be on the horizon uh, with us. And I'll just say that just in case folks are wondering, that 90 acres is located uh, pretty much due west of downtown Welburn on the west side of the railroad tracks over there. Okay. Uh, it's on the end of Capstone Drive. You run right into it if you're driving down Capstone. Um, and like Kevin said, phase one of that is going to be uh, the, the Animal Science Center to house animals for kids to show. And who knows what's going to be out there in the future. The, the possibilities are endless. It's a big piece of property. Um, and so we're really excited about that as a school district. Pretty excited. Absolutely. So, so we have just a couple minutes left, and I wish we had a whole lot more, but I wanted to throw this one last thing at you, Kevin. What would your students be shocked to learn that you cannot do? Is it fix a toilet? Is it change the oil in your vehicle? And conversely, what would they be shocked to learn that you can do? <laughs> can I tell you the number one thing I've heard? Uh, so I've been in Brazos Valley about eight years now okay. uh, doing this. All the meetings we've had, I don't care if it's with a roofer, a plumber, a uh, just name any kind of construction trade or anything of that nature. We've, we've talked about curriculum. We've talked about tools. We've talked about everything. Do you know what the number one thing they say? They, if we could teach a kid to do this, they'll hire, hire them on the spot. What's that? Read a tape measure. <laughs> really? Really? I challenge you, the next time you have a tape measure, take any employee in this office and have them measure something and, tell, and, and ask them to tell you the precise measurement. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Because what's happened is a lot of um, a, the, the fractions, the uh, uh, is that one sixteenth? Is it you right. know, one Six eighth? Or seven one, eighths, whatever. Yeah. 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 That is kind of something that has died off. And every employer has told us, please teach them that. So we work really hard in all different facets for reading a tape measure, as silly as that sounds. Uh, but they said that is crucial because as expensive as product is now, one miscut is a lot of money. Yeah. We are out of time. But Kevin Ross, thank you so much. Kevin is the director of College Station ISD's Career and Technical Education Program. Chuck Glenwinkle, school district's longtime director of communications, thank you. And uh, 
Thank you for uh, your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Jay. You Thank bet. you for having us. Brazos Matters is a production of Aggieland's Public Radio, 90.9 KAMU-FM, a member of Texas A&M University's Division of Marketing and Communications. You can learn more at kamu.tamu.edu slash radio.